Oh, wait, I need my opening line. Hey everybody, welcome to Girls Gone Hallmark, a Hallmark review podcast. I'm Megan, and I'm a lifelong Hallmark movie fan. And I'm Wendy, and I need to know, is this really New Year new movies if we're five movies into a series? Hot take! Today we're discussing The Wedding Veil, Inspiration, movie five, or movie two, depending on how you're (laughs) counting. Mm -hmm. If you want to connect with us outside of the podcast, we would love for you to follow us in all the places. You can find us on Instagram. We are both at Girls Gone Hallmark and at Megan and Wendy, depending on if you're feeling Hallmark or you just want to like a peek into our lives. Mm -hmm. I gotta say, like, I love the DMs on Girls Gone Hallmark on Instagram. I'm just Mm -hmm. chatting it up with like so many people. And um, for listeners, you're talking to Wendy over there. In the DMs. No, I don't if, even have the login. I couldn't get in if I tried. <laughs> somebody somebody sent a message. They're like, oh, they sent a picture of a, a beautiful woman with long hair. And she goes, oh, I thought this was you. And I was like, well, that's actually, you thought that was Megan. This is Wendy. I have the short hair. So <laughs> just, just for reference, if anybody was wondering who you're talking to in the DMs, it's me, Wendy. Where else can they find us? Uh, you can jump into our Girls Gone Hallmark Facebook group. It's been uh, pretty interesting over there lately. We have a couple of new members who have been actually really make me laugh. They have been sharing what their TiVo is serving them, like Tyler Hines movies and Paul Campbell. Anyway, it's just fun. And, and his name's Mike, and he shares all these like screenshots and stuff. I think it's quite funny. Super entertaining, like mm-hmm. all these deep cuts of these Hallmark actors. Dude, that picture of Tyler Hines, I was like, that doesn't even look like him. Like, I not know. 2022 Tyler Hines. Emo Tyler Hines. <laughs> it was so funny. <laughs> it was so funny. So come on over there. We will, you'll have to request to come in and we'll let you in. You can also send us your emails at meganandwendy at gmail.com. And I have an email that we would like to read. Oh, okay. This email is from Paula, who says, I just finished listening to the Wedding Veil Expectations review, and I need to chime in on your Boston accent discussion. While I now live in Philly, I'm a native Bostonian, and I thought the accent was rather irritating. It wasn't doing a Boston accent as much as a Kennedy Brahmin accent, which is somewhat different. People with the thickest accents tend to be from working class areas, like Mark Wahlberg from, oh, it says Dorchester, but I, that's like, the you know the phonetic pronunciation dorster i don't know a boston neighborhood i still have a fairly distinct accent i think the best movie for accents is the fighter every non-bostonian actor does well the departed are the worst i don't know what jack nicholson was doing so okay that's so interesting because she says that those with the heaviest accent are from usually from like the working class neighborhoods right yes 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 and kevin mcgarry's character grew up rich so he would not be from the working class neighborhood yeah it's almost like he's doing a caricature of a boston accent for sure for sure hey again i didn't hate it i like it so 
It's I just I like that insider information there. Thank you, yeah. Paula. I have a voice memo. We made a a call to the masses. Send us your voice memos on how to pronounce Mr. Niall Mater's name. And do you want to hear it? I do. Okay, ready? Mm-hmm. This comes from this comes from PB and I just adore this person. His name is Niall Mater. You know how happy that makes me that we were saying it correctly throughout all of last week's episode? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Although I, we definitely said it incorrectly part of that. <laughs> For sure. He's been Neil Matter. Oh, <laughs> poor poor guy. <laughs> sorry. I'm sorry. <laughs> we we know better and we shall do better. Yes, yes. And lots of people are really into our inclusion of Mr. Mater into the Wowie Zowie Club. Oh, good. Welcome. <laughs> so, we got a, I don't know, I, I'm feeling like a, something's going to come in the merch department from the Wowie Zowie line of things. I'm working yeah. on it. I'm working, it's, it's mulling in my brain right now, but I'm okay, working on it. Okay, okay. I saw a preview while I was watching this movie for Love and Glacier National Park, and Wendy has not shown any enthusiasm for this movie. I zero, zero. I'm super excited about it. Why? Um, just from just from the description, I'm like, give me that. Like, they have to like save people. I think from an avalanche or something. But here's what I really like. I saw the preview, and there's two things about this movie that have me pumped and have <laughs> cemented my enthusiasm for this movie. <laughs> One is it's actually a winter movie. I have been missing that a lot i kind of want a seasonal movie i want an autumn movie in autumn i want a winter movie in winter and this is very snowy and seasonal i'm very excited about that the other thing i'm excited about is it stars ashley newbrow she's the lead actress she most recently on hallmark was in christmas for keeps which was a 2021 countdown to christmas movie not one that we watched but one that my husband and i watched during this past holiday season. And I actually watched several of her older movies during this past season. My husband was on a real Hallmark deep dive. He wasn't super into the new stuff Hallmark was bringing. Mm. And she was new to me, but she's not new to Hallmark at all. And I love her. So the fact that she is starring in this movie, I'm super excited. Look forward to that review. I'm still not sold on it. It's going to be great. It's going to be great. I'm sorry. Although I will tell you that the actor who stars... I apologize for interrupting you, but alongside her gives me Trevor Donovan vibes. Oh, boy. So he's going to have to, he's, he has a mountain to climb in this movie. <laughs> I just feel like I can't help but think of like the Cindy Busby and Christopher Russell. No, 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 no. I, I'm declaring it right now. It is not going to be that. Okay. And how impressed are you that I pulled out Christopher Russell and Cindy Busby from, from, from the brain, from the files way back in the brain? Very. And also, Christopher Russell needs to be in the Wowie Zowie Club. Give me a good movie with Christopher Russell. Christopher uh, Russell. Well, I got to tell you, Christopher Russell gives me real Peter Horton vibes. And that's a real throwback for those who might remember Peter Horton played Gary on the show 30 something so we're talking yeah i'm sure a show you never watched but he's like long hair scruffy face i'm gonna show a side-by-side picture in the show notes okay i'm putting a call out to the listeners because someone's gonna know what i'm talking about he was in a movie where he played a single dad i believe his wife had passed away 
There's a pretty blonde in the movie. They make a connection. Oh my god, you guys, send us your emails, Wendy at gmail.com, or jump into the DMs in... Hop into Girls our Facebook group yeah, and somewhere. read the riot act. One last <laughs> Hallmark note. You received a DM with some follow-up about lovely Overland Park, Kansas. I did. This comes from friend of the show, Cozy Hallmark Sips. She sent me the following. I live outside of Kansas City. If you're coming this way for Christmas Con, it would be so fun to meet you. Plus... Hallmark headquarters is in Kansas City, Missouri. You will have to add an extra day to explore because why not? So fun. And Kansas in early June is hot. Not horrible, but not great. So plan accordingly. And then she says she hopes she can meet meet us. That is so lovely, the fact that she threw that in. I did mention this to my husband. I said, hey, you want to go to Kansas? And he was like, well, we could catch a Royals game while we're there. So we need to see if the Royals schedule overlaps with Christmas Con. Exciting. Let's move on. Do you have a synopsis for the Wedding Veil inspiration? I sure do. The Wedding Veil inspiration. Emma's life plan is thrown off course when Paolo... Am I saying that right? Paolo. Paolo. Oh, must oh re- Okay. <laughs> I don't want to do that. Don't like, send me your emails. P-O-W-L-O. Paolo. Isn't that what I said? Paolo. Paolo. (laughs) Oh, my God. Please. I'm going to get in trouble. Okay. Uh, Her husband must read. Nope. Nope. I don't want to do that either because we just had this whole conversation about not putting effort into saying so. Paolo. Yes. Is that right? Paolo. And it's his real name, too. So I don't want to. Okay. Emma's life plan is thrown off course when Paolo... Must return to Italy to take care of his father. And she discovers a new passion for making art accessible to all. Which, yeah, I have a real problem with that. I was like, did she? (laughs) (laughs) I remember reading the synopsis and thinking, oh, I wonder what this is about. And then forgot until you just read it. And I, eh, okay. Yeah. Eh. Some news and notes for the Wedding Veil inspiration. I'd like to cue... Slim Shady. Guess who's back? Oh, yeah. Terry Ingram. (laughs) Terry Ingram back in the saddle as director of the Wedding Veil Inspiration. Now, what's interesting to me is the IMDb page for the Wedding Veil Journey next week's movie is is sparse at this point. It's not fully completed and doesn't list a director. And Hallmark has not put out their press release about this movie. So we don't know who's directing next week's movie. Hold that thought. Hang on a second. Because I think somebody in our Facebook group had mentioned it. So let me go back and pull it up here. I know what you're talking about. That is ringing a bell for me. Our Facebook group member, Michael, had posted something that says, Director Ron Oliver on location in Greece. Yeah, good good job pulling that one from the memory banks because I do recall reading that. Okay, so that answers that question. Yes. How did you feel about, you know, give me your movie by movie comparison on how Terry Ingram did compared to Peter Benson last week? Can we wait for my first impression? Because it addresses that very Oh, okay then. This movie was filmed in Victoria, Canada during November 2022. Talk about a fast turnaround. Lickety split. This was written by Betsy Morris, who also wrote A Kismet Christmas from 2022's Countdown to Christmas lineup, Mm -hmm. which coincidentally 
starred Carla Marx, who plays Mateo in this movie. I know. Isn't that funny? I, I am not familiar with Carlo Marx. I did watch A Kismet Christmas, too. I don't remember him in it. Well, in our Hallmark deep dive that my husband and I did during the Christmas season, one of the movies we watched was Angel Falls, a novel holiday. And what is funny about that movie is I swear I have referenced that 800 times since then. Jen Lilly is in that movie. It's actually a sweet movie, but Carla Marx is in that movie as well. He's also in 34 episodes of Chesapeake Shores. He plays David yeah. Peck. This movie also stars Casey Roll as Lily. And on the Hallmark actor resume bingo, mark your squares for Once Upon a Time. I saw that. I saw that. But, but, mm. Mm. wait for it. Mm. Her dad, she comes from a showbiz family, and her dad is named Mike Roll, who has a pretty extensive directing resume, including tons of Hallmark movies, Chesapeake Shores, and, and, Date My Dad. <gasps> no! <laughs> yes. Dang, that's another deep cut Hallmark resume bingo get. Yeah, totally. He did five episodes of Date My Dad, which was only on for one season, so. I think maybe he did eight episodes. <laughs> he did five of them. Yeah, yeah. Wow. Mm-hmm. She's a Nepo baby. She is. But incredibly talented in her own right. Uh, yeah. She, I saw that she has 46 acting credits. She was also in The Good Doctor, Wayward Pines, lots Did you and watch lots. that? No. Did you? Wayward Pines? Um, no, but I've read two of the books in the series. I'm not totally sure that I, I knew there was a series. Maybe I did. Anyway, I would be interested to watch it having read the books. Mm. You might not like it. What little sci-fi happening? Oh God, no, 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 no. Not. I think. I think we need to issue a challenge to you. If you listen to our other podcast, Long Story Short with Megan and Wendy, we monthly talk about pop culture, and Wendy is famously anti-science fiction. But I feel like in your mind, you're like, I don't want to watch Star Trek. One hundred percent. But I think so much science fiction is very subtly science fiction. I'm going to come up with a good example that I'm going to challenge you to watch. And you can issue me a similar challenge of something that I'm famously against. Like, I'll watch a scary movie. Okay. (laughs) I'm telling you, it's not all Star Trek. Well, okay. I, I, I might be open to it. Just consider it. I read an article that there was some real snow during the wedding scene at the very end i guess they're in an area that hasn't snowed in like forever and then it's magically snowed real snow during this scene that's exciting it it was also snowing there's a restaurant scene with the ladies and they show a pulled back shot where they all have like jackets wrapped around their body but the shot was shot really tight so they were allowed to keep them on and all you could see were like the necklines of their dresses oh that's funny that's really funny i mean i'm guessing in november in victoria it's pretty cold right again it's kind of the opposite of filming a christmas movie in the middle of summer Mm -hmm. i'm not great with canadian geography so i have no clue where victoria canada is it is off the, the west coast of Canada. Okay. It's an island. I did I did graduate college, guys. I just don't know anything about Canada. Sorry. 
I only know I've been there. That's the only reason. I've of course you've been there. You've been every freaking where. I have not, but I have been on an Alaskan cruise or two, and that is often a stop on an Alaskan cruise. What were we talking about? Oh, in the dating, the dog's guide to dating or whatever. We were talking about the the small little like area where it was called Labrador and Newfoundland, and there was. St. John, and you're like, yeah, I've been there. And I was like, what? Also on a cruise. <laughs> oh, you've been everywhere. Oh I really haven't. There's many, many places I haven't been. Just I've been to obscure Hallmark movie filming locations. <laughs> Are you ready for first impressions? I am. Mine is, and once again, the Wedding Veil franchise has my heart. Oh, that's sweet. Okay. Mine is, I don't want to be accused of woman-on-woman woman crime, so I'm going to abstain from my first impression. Oh, no! Wait, tell me. <laughs> Let's talk about what we liked about this movie. Mm, yeah. Would you like to cool. go first? Sure. Big picture. I felt like everything was leveled up in this movie. The friendship between the ladies felt really genuine and real i think it does in all of these movies but it just felt like something special like when they're all sitting in bed talking when they're there's a specific scene i'll talk about in a minute but they they just felt like a real friendship between people who are actually friends and that came across on scene i also think the romantic relationship is was more enjoyable for me to watch in this movie oh really i didn't i didn't dislike Lacey and Kevin, and I really, I don't know, something about Emma and Paolo, I was like, oh, like, th- that feels like the house that they live in, and the coffee maker that they can't get to work, and all of these other things. I She's making mac and cheese and hot dogs. Oh my god, that was so funny. I loved it. See, I have to credit, like, the writer of this movie, because obviously she hasn't done any of the other Wedding Bell movies. Mm-hmm. There were some great lines in this movie. Oh my gosh, yes. So I want to shout out Betsy Morris, because I just think that there were timely and relevant and more more youthful, I think, conversations in this movie that I enjoyed quite a bit. Yeah, yeah. I thought the story, too, big picture, I thought the, the sto- this story was so much better than Expectations, a movie yeah. I still really liked. But comparing the two movies... That movie, I said, like, it needed more meat. I just... And this one was layered better for me. I Mm -hmm. I don't really know how to, like, articulate it, but I just thought, like you said, was leveled up. There was... I cared more about the characters. Yeah. It just was executed better for me. I like your comment about it being layered better, because I know last week we talked about there being too many pieces, but like you said, not enough substance in all of those pieces. And I Mm -hmm. think the different storylines, there are a number of them happening here. You're right. They, they do play well together. Right. To create one big picture instead of five different little paths. Right. And I think we, we are given the same formula for each movie, like Mm -hmm. career, marriage, family, right? Those are the three like Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. pinnacles that we're dealing with. It, It just was a better, it was just a better story for me. I I think so, too. For me, I have several scenes that I loved in this movie. 
the ladies have a conversation about what's keeping Emma in Chicago, and they get real with her. You know, she's saying, like, well, my job's so important to me, but Paolo is putting his job above me, and they give her the look, like, girl, that is what you are doing, too. Mm -hmm. And I liked that they held her accountable while still supporting her and being there for her. That was a real friendship moment for me. Yeah, you know, because... Me, I would be selfish. I'd be like, yeah, you're not leaving. You're not moving to Italy. You're my best friend. Like, I need you here, you know? Yeah. So, so I, I I, really liked that they were supportive of her. They're like, yes, like, go be with your husband, you know? Does it help that they already don't live in the same location? So they're already not able to just get together for brunch on a Sunday. It's They had to hop on a plane. Yeah, probably. Probably, yeah. yeah. Uh, I really, really loved Casey Roll in this movie. Uh-huh. I, she played Lily. I just thought she was, I enjoyed her so much as an actor, but her character was, like, fun and just was a breath of fresh air, and I just adored her. How much did you love her wedding dress? I don't even, oh, it was short, right? Yes, it was yeah. so cute. It was very, like, her, right? Yes. Yeah. And it's kind of funny because the whole like magic of the wedding veil was like a through line in this movie, but it wasn't Mm -hmm. again, not a, you know, it wasn't the, wasn't the main character. Mm -hmm. Wasn't (laughs) the story. Yeah, Yeah, exactly. So, I mean, did I need them to get married at the end? No. Right. But we're not going to probably see them again unless there's some sort of spinoff. But we're not going to see them again. So, like, yeah, I guess I guess having them get married was the resolution that you, we would expect from this movie, from this I had trilogy. wondered to that point of not seeing them again, are they setting these movies up with these additional love stories to have mm. their own, you know, the Wedding Veil extension? I mean, if Lacey Chabert, Chabert, there it is. I haven't done that in so long. If Lacey Chabert is smart, because she's the one of the executive producers in this movie, I think that's the way to go. Because oh. you just franchise, franchise, franchise off, yeah. and then make make that money, money, money. You know, and people keep coming back because it's familiar. Um, quick side note: Yeah, uh, someone was calling out CCB on Twitter for something wholly unrelated i don't even remember what they were calling her it was something i don't it had nothing to do with hallmark but i clicked through to her twitter profile and in her bio it says queen of christmas get out hand to god oh my god okay to your comment about this being really the dialogue being really fresh and funny when the ladies meet mateo it's his first winter in Chicago. And he's like, I got socks and a jacket. And Tracy looks at him. She goes, you're going to die. And it just, totally. the delivery was impeccable. I laughed out loud. Me too. I did too. I, I'm, I very much feel like a kindred spirit with, yeah. with her. I don't know. <laughs> yeah, that was funny. That was funny. I have a note here about... Carlo Marx. I, I liked him a lot. Yeah. I got a lot of laughs from him. I loved like when, oh, that scene between him and Lily and he's like telling her like, let's for today, let's just, you know, see where we are today, you know, not thinking yeah. ahead in the future. I just was like, oh, swoon. Like, yes. why, why can't 
all men be like that. <laughs> you know, whatever. One tiny little moment when they set up the video call between Emma and Paolo and they put a baby pool with boats in it. I don't remember seeing <gasps> what? What does that have to do with anything? A baby pool with boats? Because he is in Italy and he's, I guess, in Venice on the water. And so they put like a little baby pool next to her. Oh, like they were together. Listen, that whole scene, first of all, I've watched way too much true crime. If I would have come home and saw like music candles and I would have been like, hello, (laughs) who's here? I would have run out the front door and called 911. There's no way. No way. Sleeping with the enemy conversation we had on our other podcast recently. (laughs) There's just no way. A thousand percent. Let's move on to what we wished for. Okay. Can I go first? Please. Wake up, Emma. This is not the job for you. Gah. So I, uh, I, there's so many, I'm sorry to interrupt you. There's no. so many like problems with that whole storyline for me because yes. the boss was terrible. The worst. A horrible, terrible, awful boss. Like, first of all, you don't make somebody feel bad about who they are. Like, that's a terrible, like she was trying to get Emma to quit the job. A real boss, a real leader would have sat down with her and been like, you're not cut out for this job or this is not a fit for you or whatever. And I have to go back to a show that we watched on Freeform called The Bold Type. Mm. And Melora Hardin played Jacqueline Carlisle and she was a great boss. She had hard conversations. She was a great leader. Like it just felt like a huge disservice. Like, why are you making this person who's in charge so terrible? Because Emma is clearly good at her job. Like she's, but she's not made to be like this, you know, manager type or whatever. Ugh, it was so frustrating to watch. Yeah, Nancy was like the boyfriend who's mean to you. So you'll break up with him. So he doesn't have to break up with you. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. And I... Hated it so much when the reveal is, I was just trying to make you realize that you don't want this job. I mean, have the tiniest bit of backbone and have the conversation and say to her, is this really the job you want? Because what I see in you as someone who's been doing this forever is, well, now you've wasted all of this time because now who's going to come take that job? And you've put her in this horrible position. That was the weak point in this movie for me i agree now let me go back because back in our synopsis it says emma discovers a new passion for making art accessible to all i'm guessing she's talking about or that's talking about the videos she was making i think the point is she's saying like art is everywhere if you know where to look for it and so by creating these videos she's showing you that I guess you don't have to be standing in a museum to find and appreciate art. Okay, fair. But she didn't even want to do the videos. Right? It was not a passion for her. It was, no. It was like Lily knew what she was doing because Lily is young and knows what is popping on the internet. I don't know. (laughs) Yeah, right. No, 100%. Here's something that really bugged me too is in this movie, there's too much travel. Like, how realistic is it for Paolo to, like, come back to Chicago so many times from Italy? 
Yeah. I'm just going to pop in for the weekend and turn around and head back. Like, it's what? Frequent flyer miles. Seriously. And then the friends, too. Like, do they visit twice? Uh-huh. What kind of time frame are we talking about here? This, you know, are we talking about a full semester? Is this three months? Like, we, we're never really given, like, a proper time frame, right? But they just, like, show up. I don't know. It's just too much. Too much. I yeah. think with the friends, I think it's okay to be on a video call with them or FaceTime or whatever. Like, they don't have to show up every I single time. I know. Those time. scenes pop so much when they're in the same room together. But, yeah, they visit twice and then they're all together at the end for a, the wedding. Mm-hmm. I think I'm just going to have to let this one go because I do <laughs> like it when they're in the same room. I think those scenes obviously are so much better than the video calls. But who who can do that? Like, take an off for the weekend and Avery has a baby. And right. Exactly. Jobs. Anyway. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And why would those two even come to that wedding? Like, why would they be invited? Because of the veil? Was she wearing the veil? Like, they? I'm yes, certain yes, she yes. probably was. Yes, yes, but... Yes. I mean, like, why would they go? Why would they be invited to that? They wouldn't. Yeah, it was more believable for them to be at Peter's mom's wedding because that's their best friend's husband's mom, right? Yes, exactly. Okay, I like that. Are you ready for did you see that? Yeah. I don't know how you could have missed it. I'm sure you saw it. What? But the ladies are drinking Hallmark Channel wine. Oh, I did not see it. I oh, didn't see it. Multiple times. <laughs> multiple scenes. <laughs> Every bottle of wine they pour is Hallmark Channel wine. Really? I didn't They pour notice. the rosé. They pour a red. I mean, they just... Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Oh, that's well funny. I didn't have any, like, legitimate... Did you see that? One was... Emma's mirror at her house was straight out of high school. She had, like, her five-year plan taped on it and then pictures of her and her best friends. Like, I was yeah. like, welcome to my 15-year-old bedroom. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> what? It was so weird. It was weird. It was weird. And how about that deep dish pizza? Yeah. Somebody who's been to Chicago, Megan, actually, we've been there together. We did not have pizza, from what I recall. But do you like a deep dish pizza? Oh, I got a story for you. Let me hear it. There's a Chicago-style pizzeria nearby. And a number of years ago, we went there for uh a friend's birthday who's from Chicago. And I think there was like a a Cubs game or something on at the time. And so I was there and, you know, I'm a big pain in the neck and I don't eat dairy. And another friend of mine was there and she's vegan. And we're like, great, we're going to order like a small cheeseless pizza for the two of us to share. Mm -hmm. And they were like, oh, we can't do that. And I was like, what do you mean you can't do that? She's like, it's not going to it's not going to taste good without the cheese. I'm like, yeah, I get that it is an inferior experience without the cheese. But, like, what's the option here? And she was like, oh, they won't make it. And they had to call the chef. By the way, it's like a pizzeria. We're not in, like, a Michelin star restaurant. I'm not saying that they weren't good at their job, but they were very precious about their pizza. What's wrong with just crust and sauce? I mean, I think that sounds good, too. But apparently it ruins the experience. Ultimately, they did agree to sell us a pizza without cheese. For me, the crust is the experience anyway. That's, that's what I give me the carbohydrates. I don't care about the cheese. Yeah. One last little like funny conversation that I enjoyed in this movie was the conversation between Emma and Lily, and it was about Emma's article that she had written. Mm-hmm. And first of all, she told her it was bad, <laughs> which I thought was funny. And then she said that there was a typo in it that she had spelled the word veil wrong. Oh, and yeah. 
I got to tell you, every time I write up our show notes for this, I have to double check Veil because I'm like, is it I-E or E-I every single time? Oh, interesting. So I feel the pain. Yeah, but did she misspell Veil? And how did that happen? I don't know. They're publishing articles without proofreading? An editor reading them? Come on. <laughs> I don't know. Come don't on. Know. Finally, one last funny did you see that moment. They're talking about Emma's video and they're like, you have 100,000 views. It's been shared a lot. And I just lost it because let me tell you, <laughs> 100,000 views is like throwaway. We have a dumb video of my dog that just broke 800,000 views. Yeah. And it is our most viewed anything ever, which is hilarious to me. But I just thought, like, that's not the... 100,000 is not the line for something going viral. They needed, like, someone who was 10 years younger on this set to be like, what? Rewrite that line. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. yeah. What would you rate this movie? 3.75 <gasps> stars. I gave it four stars. Yeah, we're on a roll here. You, I believe I gave... More generous. Yeah, I... That's funny. I don't know. I think I give expectations four stars too. And I'm not trying to compare both the movies. I don't want to do that because then, of course, that's going to change my rating. But I enjoyed this movie quite a bit. I did too. So, I don't think 3.75 stars is a, a bad rating. I'm going to be honest. Yeah, I don't think so either because I have seen some really terrible reviews for this movie. Oh, have you? Yeah. Yeah. I, I kind of think people are over it. I have a, a kind of a off-topic question for you. Mm-hmm. And again, don't come for me with your emails about woman-on-woman crime here. But here's oh. a question. Autumn Reeser is like 42 years old in real life. How old are they supposed to be in, as these characters? I don't think <laughs> they were given that information. Okay, so Lacey Chabert and Autumn Reeser are in their 40s, right? And here they are having babies. And it's just like... It's hard to have a baby in your 40s. Like, it's not even addressed. It kind of bothers me. Yeah, harder to get pregnant. Yes. Yes. I think we can safely assume using 90210 age math, they're supposed to be at least five, if not 10 years younger than their actual ages. Okay. I would guess they're supposed to be in their mid-30s. But the weird thing about this is so much time has passed in this trilogy, which they don't really acknowledge. We're like six years in at this point from the Mm -hmm. start of the trilogy. Mm -hmm. So even though nobody's actually aging except the baby. So how are they going to address this next week when, like, what's-their-faces haven't even taken a honeymoon? Like, how long has it been that they've (laughs) been married now? Because I'm 48 years old. And surprise! Exactly. We are suspending disbelief. I know. It just bugs me. It bugs me. I will suspend disbelief. Tomorrow, we kick off our recap series of The Way Home. We hope you will come back for that. And next week, we'll be back to wrap up the Wedding Veil series, too. With The Wedding Veil, we'd love for you to... Rating and review. (laughs) Your five-star ratings and reviews for Girls Gone Hallmark. Hop into our Facebook group, also called Girls Gone Hallmark, and let us know what you thought of this movie. Goodbye. Bye.